0: Hey John Tons and John, Tonight is Jason Desmond from the Janton Collective with you once again for another brand new edition of What's Up With That. This is where we question, we learn, and of course we grow. Now make sure you subscribe, like, and comment below because we love hearing from you. Maybe it's something that we talked about before or maybe it's something that you think we should be talking about. Get in touch. Now, this is something that I've always wanted to get into, wanted to talk about, but I just didn't know enough about it. So I thought, hey, that's just You know, get an expert on it. So metaverse, I'm pretty sure you've heard about it. What is it? Should you join a metaverse? Another thing is NFTs. You've heard of it. Should you buy NFTs? What is an NFT? What's up with that? And joining us in our discussion today is uh, George Wong, who's going to help explain all of this to me, the old guy who's trying very, very hard not to feel old in this uh, this digital age. Uh, George, of course, is the subcommittee chairperson for NFTs and Metaverse, Access Blockchain Association, CEO of Reactive Labs, and also, especially today, joining us in this discussion also, who's also trying not to feel old, is uh, Ku Teng Liang, or just TL, who's the big boss of the Jantan Collective, because both of us want to know more about how we can make money in NFTs. But before we get to that, George, Let's get to the metaverse first. What is the metaverse and does Doctor Strange have anything to do with this?
1: Unfortunately, Doctor Strange has nothing to do with it. I kind of wish <laughs> that would right, be, be more cool, interesting. man. But um, I think there's a, a lot of people are jumping on the bandwagon and are calling their projects metaverses. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of hard to explain because the most of the time, the, the, the most common example we will try to tell people is like, um, if you imagine a very advanced version of the metaverse is really player one, like that's a really, oh, okay, okay. Okay. That's, that's like way in the future, if you're wearing haptic suits and stuff like that, that would probably be an easy way to, to visualize it. But essentially it's like a parallel digital space, right? Where anyone can participate and build their own experiences or just socialize with other people. Like um, previously, one of the earlier incarnations is probably games like Second Life, right?
0: Yeah, I was just reading about that. People are still on Second Second Life Life even now, right? Yes, yes.
1: And the the only difference between those are they, in in a way, they still qualify as a metaverse because it's a space where people can come in, they they can interact with each other. There's a kind of an economy that's going on there. And bit by bit, you're going to see a lot of people introduce metaverses. Um, Facebook, obviously, is going to introduce a metaverse. And, and you'll end up seeing metaverses. They are like their own little countries. And you can actually visit every digital country and have a footprint. You can buy land. You can build something on it. You can make experiences on it. Or you can just hang out and chill with people. And um, And it's constantly evolving. That's why it feels a bit like an abstract concept. Because you can literally jump in. And based on the limitations of the game, kind of do whatever you want, right? Is
0: it, is it part of the... I mean, like, the metaverse now. I'm just trying to figure this out. Because Second Life was kind of like a website app kind of thing. Mm. And now the metaverse, people are talking about it with uh, Jeff Bezos wearing those helmets. And then suddenly it's like, wow, this is like the best thing ever. And then Facebook changing their name to meta. It's part of the internet, right? It's all one piece of it.
1: Well, I think where the big evolution for metaverses came was the rise of NFTs last year, especially right. now. Um, and and incorporating NFTs into metaverses really changes the game because right now, what you can do is you can create tangible, tradable value. Mm. So, like to put it in perspective, you could own maybe let's say digital land in Second Life, for example. Right. Theoretically, you can do that as well. You don't need the blockchain for that. But there's this mindset that you know um, firstly it's not very tradable you have to trade it with in-game currency etc and um, you may not be able to use this particular asset in a different metaverse if you have to buy like say an avatar and you want to use it in different games you theoretically can't do that you can only use it in second life and uh, it's not easy to trade it outside and also there's no actual transfer of ownership to the buyer Mm. right It's, it's all on servers and, you know, like some people would say, if one day the service crash and all the data is gone, you will have nothing. Hmm. But with blockchain and NFTs, the difference is now they have, they, they can make a tangible digital asset. That's, that's kind of a confusing thing, but it's more tangible in the sense that you can transfer it, it you can store it in your wallet. You know, even if you're not logged in, it's actually still sitting in your digital wallet and you can actually go to a third party marketplace and start trading it. So because of that ownership aspect, the metaverse concept really boomed. You know, like one of the most common things, I get into this argument all the time, like literally every day, someone will try and debate with me, like, why would I buy digital land when I can buy actual land for the same amount of money? And and the, the reality is I always tell people that, you know, I mean, if you were to compare, so let's say if one were to have young kids today and you ask the kid, would you like to own some empty plot of land in Sungai Buloh? or wherever, or would you want to own a piece of roblox or minecraft they would definitely want to own roblox or minecraft even the parents can say yeah my kids gonna buy roblox they're never gonna want real tangible because the world is very different for the next generation where as land becomes scarce we the the world is expanded by digital space right so all the ownership of digital land especially as the next generation comes in the value of it gets higher and higher, oh. you know. So but you so say the
2: digital. So, sorry, sorry. Yeah. Um, but you say the digital land Facebook they create create their own metaverse, right? So the digital land is based in their metaverse. Yes. So so would it like let's say if Facebook closes goes down or something like that? Yeah. What, what happens, happens to, to that? that?
1: Yeah. Okay, that's a big question, right? So and I don't have a fantastic answer for this. Okay. So it is an evolving space. So let's say theoretically speaking that um, Facebook has, let's say, 100,000 plots of land, they've sold it all out, right? And then they decide that, you know, we're gonna close down servers. And, and that's technically still possible, like that's still possible. But the difference is, is that now, there's a lot of control with land owners, right? So by design in the metaverse, if let's say I were to buy digital land, I, and I have, and I do buy, it's my most profitable portfolio, right? In the in the NFT space. And I, and I have digital land. And the future of whether or not it's going to continue, etc. The holders of the land actually have voting rights. You know, like actual landowners in the real world, right? If you if you if you own a lot of land, you theoretically can can actually not only vote on what happens, but you can also initiate a takeover of the metaverse itself by the people uh, who owns land.
0: Even if the metaverse is not around anymore, if Facebook uh, were to shut down its servers.
1: Yeah, so that's the thing, right? So you can actually make a claim to, t- uh, if it's, but again, this is by design. So, for example, many uh, Web 3.0 metaverses is designed to be decentralized, which means the ownership and the future of the metaverse is based on the holders itself, right? The The, the holders of the land would actually have a say as to whether or not how it moves forward, et cetera. So that's by design. So if the original guys who started it decides, you know, I, I'm, I'm tired of maintaining this, we're going to put it to a vote. The community can choose someone else to lead it and manage it. That's theoretically possible. Whether or not Facebook would transfer that kind of rights to its landowners is highly subjective. Most people don't believe they would do that, obviously, right?
0: Also, so in a way... Okay, so this like real world kind of thing. I'm trying to figure out. Like, yeah. Basically, let's say Facebook, like, they're yeah. like the developers. They yeah. build a house or they have land for you to buy. Once you get your strata title or your whatever title that you have, mm. they don't own that land anymore. You do. And yes. you have rights to it. Yes. Yes. But it's a digital space, like, in this case, yep. right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Right. So the, the rules of real estate applies uh, on the on on the metaverses as well. Like, you know, right. location, you know. The fact that it's scarce, all the same rules apply. But of course, it depends on how popular the metaverse is, right? So, like in the case of what you see behind me, that's the sandbox. So the when coming back to the whole ownership aspect and server shutting down. So again, it's by design. So we don't know what the final design of Facebook's meta would be, uh, no, a metaverse would be. And uh, but generally most of the so-called Web 3.0 stuff, they do have this in mind that, you know. Uh, and it happens a lot, right? In in NFT space, there are a lot of rug pulls, projects where the founders just take the money and run. And the community, the holders themselves actually take over the projects and keep it alive. That actually happens a lot more than you believe. And that's because that's the nature of it, right? Because the NFTs are being held by the holders. So the holders can band together and decide, hey, the guys who started this, yeah, they took all our money, but we still love this community. Let's do something with it. How successful they are, most of them are actually not successful, but there is that effort by the community to keep projects right. alive, even though founders have just ran off, right? So that's a difference with NFTs. You, you have that option, but in the case of, like, let's say, World of Warcraft, you can assume that in some way it was well, not a metaverse, it's, a, it's, it's an MMO. But if they shut down servers, you may have spent tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands on the game. You get nothing at the end of the day, yeah. right? Yeah, If they just choose to, to, to stop. And that happens in AAA games. That happens a lot. So so that's probably where the metaverse is a little bit different. And people can take over development and continue to expand on it. Theoretically, it's possible. But
0: there's no one metaverse and there's like multiple metaverses. Nobody, I mean, no one really controls the metaverse in a way.
1: There are many people making new metaverses. So it's like making your own little digital country. Right. right? There are plenty of that. Um, a lot of them are VC backed, decentralized, sandboxed. Um, all these are, are VC backed. There's some that I'm looking at as well, like Solis, Heavenland on Solana platform. There's many. I, I'm this is just a tip of the iceberg. Like every 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 guy out there who wants to make a quick buck is is trying to sell a metaverse. Similarly, everyone who wants to make a quick buck is selling a DAO. They have no idea what a DAO is. We also have to be wary that there are a bunch of. Um, so-called metaverses that are not actually metaverses, right? And that's going to be a bit confusing for people as well. They just they're just writing the 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 hype of the term, you know. Right. Uh, okay. So is, is, can
2: anyone hack this
1: at all? Uh. Well, in terms of like land ownership and all that, no, because of the of the uh, blockchain, right? So that that helps to secure your your ownership of it, lah. In any tech, I would never say 100 percent unhackable, but it's very extremely unlikely because the at this moment, in order for you to actually hack a blockchain to make changes into let's say the ownership of NFTs, um the the you would require you to have like um the cost to hack will probably cost more than what you're stealing. Right. Yeah I'm trying to say so so that that kind of defeats the purpose because the, the the effort that you need. The amount of hackers and 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 etc. You need to do it. Uh, it's very difficult. What happens in the NFT space is theft, but it's phishing scams normally, right? Or they'll steal your 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 password, or your they'll steal your 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 uh your phrase codes for your wallet, and then they'll steal. And there are also some malicious code where they get you to interact with the code, and then they wipe out your wallet. That happens, right? All oh, so- like in
0: real life, like they'll they'll steal your your PIN yeah. and whatever, it basically right. is the same thing, right? Okay.
1: Yeah, so most of those that you hear online, like, oh, you know, there's this scam, etc. Um, Imagine phishing scams, but on steroids. Right. It's it's insane the amount of phishing scams there are online and on Telegram and on Discord where people yeah. are just scamming people and wiping out their wallets. It, it it happens to even some of the best or the most experienced guys in the space. So right? on, on that, they're all organized. Because,
0: yeah. I mean, everybody wants to jump on the bandwagon. Everybody's trying to get in on this metaverse yeah. thing. Everybody wants to because it's very, very exciting. On the flip side, there's also a lot to be fearful about and also I'm pretty sure that people who aren't savvy or you know, digitally... Uh, or, or, look, I know people who can't even turn on their Mice Jatra, right? And yeah. then just to scan the damn QR code. Yeah. And then here we are talking about the metaverse, right? Yeah. Is this how it's going to be the metaverse? Because... Back in the day, back in the 80s, we had Max Headroom. And then after that, uh, here we are. Then there was Tron. And then now we're talking about uh, Ready Player One. Is this the new way to go? Is this just one thing to do, one way to go? Or is it just going to be, this is how it is. This is going to be the internet from now on.
1: I think it will evolve from here, to be very honest. And the reason being is that if you, if you consider um, what would drive the development of a metaverse is actually commerce right when you have the ability to sell land like a lot of what a lot of them what they're doing is that they would be launching avatars so you're buying the avatars before the game is fully launched you're buying the land before you can even use the land Right? You're selling all these things and all that funds actually goes into the development of a metaverse. Because a lot of people look down on the development of a metaverse. It's literally like building a digital country. You have to incorporate hundreds and thousands of people coming into the space or even millions at the same time. There's so many variables that it does require a lot of funding. So, but, and through the sale of NFTs, digital land, avatars uh, and, and in-app purchases, it would help to develop that over time. And that's where, and and it continues to grow and evolve and and metaverses continue to evolve, right? As more and more people come in. So I'll give an example. So let's say like Sandbox, right? If you think about it, when they create a metaverse, what they're doing is just basically hundreds, uh, 144,000 plots of land, which is technically empty, right? It's just barren land, right? And then that's where companies like Snoop Dogg, uh, Gucci and all these brands come in, they'll buy land and then they'll build an experience on the land. And then, as a result, as more and more people participate and build experiences, then more and more people come in. So, but people only do that if there's a financial benefit, right? I mean, Snoop Dogg is building Snoop Land. It's great, but he also wants to make money and he's been very candid. He's been on interviews saying he doesn't really know much about what's being, but he knows he's making money from selling his avatars, it's selling cars that's pimped out in a snoop style. So, and and they are only doing that because they see potential revenue, new kind of revenue for their business, right? Or right. for their brand. So that, and then that creates more experiences, then it continues to evolve. And then after for a while, people are going to compete on different experiences. So, but only by the by enabling a form of commerce for all these parties to come in with a metaverse grow. So you can't get ready player one if, it's 100 being developed by one party like there's going to be many different companies jumping in trying to make a different experience even in that movie there will be one area which is like the bar area that's the racing game right there are different different type of games and in in, in the real world context that's going to be like different companies coming in building their experiences making concepts like play to earn
2: uh
1: and and that's when get Gets people coming in, so that it continues to evolve. It gets bigger and bigger. So this is really just a starting point, right? For something that might completely dominate us in the next two decades. So
0: the thing, like, cause Snoop Dogg is Snoop Dogg. Yeah, he's already he's a freaking legend. He's
2: a big <laughs> yeah, star. Much.
0: If Snoop Dogg were to sell some stuff, hey man, I'd buy it, right? Because I'm I might like Snoop Dogg. But George, you you've been in there for a while. But let's say little old me, just jd right how do i make money off this i'm not stupid dog if i buy land how do i make money from this this thing okay so uh,
1: that's a good question right and um, it, it's a bit like a gold rush right now okay it's a bit like a gold rush like a, that's gold fever and what i mean by that is that uh, the number one thing that is of high demand and value in metaverses is actually land mm-hmm. because every metaverse is designed to have limited number of land right? So, and everyone is competing aggressively to buy land. And, and, and you're talking about whenever like the sandbox does a, like a land sale, it would literally sell out in three seconds, like 500 plots of land. And you're not talking about things that are cheap, okay? They're, they're, they're in the thousands of dollars each, right? And it sells out in seconds. People put bots, literally, they, they don't even care how much money it takes. They will just want to buy as much land as possible. And what do
0: they do with the land?
1: So here's the thing. In, in many cases, you flip it, oh. you flip it, right? Because there will be more and more people, more and more companies now are going into the metaverse. It's going to get scarcer and scarcer and the price goes up. To give you an example, uh, digital land um, easily 10 times, maybe a wow. hundred times in terms of, especially if you manage to buy it really early, but you're taking a punch, right? Because if you want to get them at the lowest price possible, you actually need to buy it from the beginning where there's nothing. So you're taking your gambling. Developer price. Uh, la. Uh, exactly, right? And there's nothing there. And you're actually funding their development.
0: And, you, and you don't know whether it's going to be a hot thing or not. It's just like right. everybody wants to buy, but you, you might be buying nothing. Correct, correct. Right?
1: And, and because the, before it completes, the developers could, especially in this space, everyone likes to be anonymous. They could run. And then you could be holding NFTs that will never become actual metaverse land, right? So there is a, a, a little bit of a speculative uh, aspect to it as well. Um, so there, there are, of course, ways to, to to mitigate that risk or you can buy it a little bit later. And that's what a lot of people are doing. Like people are it now sounds buying- a
0: lot like back in the day when we used to buy, when people used to buy like domain names, like crazy, uh, whatever.com yeah. it was, like adidas.com. Then you mm-hmm. go to adidas.com, it's not really Adidas, it's someone else. But then Adidas has to like,
2: Pay a yeah. lot of
0: money just to buy that, right? Correct. Actually, like trifectacollective.com, right? Yeah. No one, at that point when you bought it, right, there was nobody who actually... Nobody, it, yeah. Right. Who knows? If you want to buy trifectacollective.com... Oh, go ahead. You know, mine, like, mine is not TV now. <laughs> not TV. Now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just saying, just saying. But it is, there's almost the same thing, right? You buy these domain names, you don't know whether people might be interested in it, but then... Hey, if yeah. they are, you could sell it for whatever price you want to put it All right.
1: Yeah. And, and the thing is, um, because sometimes when they launch, they're really cheap because they, you, they know that you're taking a punt on them. So maybe like additional land can even be as cheap as like $50, US dollars, $100 or $200. But that $50, $100, $200 dollars can be worth $20,000 or $30,000 in the span of six months, Wow. right? Um, so if you, if you punt, right? You, you, you get something good. And, and, and the, the difficult thing is right now in, this, in the NFT space, Every it's like a war zone. I don't know how to explain this to you. Like everyone comes to me, I hear about these NFTs, I hear about people buying a Bored Ape, a monkey, you know, Jimmy Fallon, Paris Hilton, Stephen Curry, all these guys are buying a Bored Ape NFT and they want to get into it. And I tell them that um, it's, in, it, it's It's literally a full-time job. I, I, I If you go into the deep, into this NFT space, People quit their jobs in order to fight for whitelist and the ability to buy NFTs before anybody else in order to make money. It is it is a, it's extremely time-consuming. Like, because I, I, I trade NFTs every single day, right? And I'm in the communities and I literally spend every single free moment between work as my Discord's open. By the way, that's where all the NFT... Uh, community is that somehow or another, they've taken over Discord, they've taken over Twitter, right? Twitter, uh, NFTs literally revive Twitter. It has become the number one social media for NFTs, right? They even have a a verification, Their profile photo, they can verify that you own the NFT, then it becomes a hexagonal shape. That's a new... Oh,
0: that's what I see. Okay, okay. Right, right. You actually
1: own it because there's a lot of people... Who just copy someone's NFT and right? Oh, that's what it is. Account. Okay,
0: okay. So that's what
1: it is. Right. So that's how big of a deal it is to Twitter that Discord wanted to introduce a, uh, a a crypto wallet login and they got extremely criticized by the community because they said actually Discord's for gamers, but what's all these NFT guys <laughs> kind of <laughs> taking right. over Discord and and literally I mean like hundreds of Discord groups um, and they are, none of them are about games. Right. Like, and and that's how how crazy it is. And so there's 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 no there's no right way to tell people how to get into NFTs. It it's really a matter of effort, getting involved in community, getting involved in Twitter, and then everyone is just doing it to fight for the right to buy NFTs, which includes digital land, right. before anybody else.
0: Theo, would you buy land in a metaverse? I mean, it depends, right? Like okay, first first
2: uh, I'm, I'm still curious cuz George only mentioned one part about how how we earn from uh yeah, yeah. Oh, ma. But okay. but you also you also selling the land, right? Yeah. Play to earn earlier, right? Yes. So how does that work?
1: Play to earn? Oh, that's a whole. Because
0: because sorry topic, because
2: yeah. buying buying NFTs buying land and stuff it is it's something for people with money
0: already. With money, correct? Yes. Yeah. Right? Uh, and you can quit your job if I you mean, have I mean, a not, lot of money not, already. Yeah. yeah.
2: Not. I mean, look at Snoop Dogg and look at Adidas coming in. The, the high stuff, value ones yeah. they have money already. Of course, the ones that you say we take a pun for it, we can. Get it for cheap and stuff like that. But it feels a bit like still a rich man's playground at the moment. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I maybe I might be wrong because I'm I do not know much about this. There, yeah. there
1: it I have, I would admit in an image point of view it is, because in the news, you're just seeing guys like like Justin Bieber pay like, you know, five hundred Ethereum for, for for a particular um, like one of board eight, that kind of thing. So that is actually affecting how the market sees the whole metaverse and NFT. They're very in-
0: at task looking.
1: Yeah, yeah, it, it feels that way because that's what the news portrays. But actually, there are a lot of very affordable NFTs. But having said that, I think I have been so entrenched that I, I have lost all sense of numbers, like <laughs> relative to Ringgit. I'm not kidding. I, I have to stop myself because I literally shop NFTs. I trade so often, right? Buy and sell. So, like, I'll be like, oh, 0.1 Ethereum, that's cheap. When you think about it, that's $300, right? <laughs> And, right. and U.S. dollars, right? Which is like a thousand two ringgit for an NFT. But I'm like, oh, that's cheap. That's actually not cheap in a real world context. But I'm desensitized, and I think that what, that's what happens to most people in NFTs and metaverses. They they will end up losing that sense of uh, uh,
0: cost versus yeah. the real. world, This is exactly because right? in like like what the L said thousand like, two hundred. Like in your case, it's like zero point one uh, whatever it, Ethereum, right? Yeah, thousand yeah. two hundred is someone's rent. Yeah, or more than someone's yes. rent already in some yes. cases, right? Yes, yes. Like, uh, abang delivery rider, yeah, I can't, kind of can't get into this. Yeah, am I right? Uh, it, there are
1: different things that's coming up that would probably make it more inclusive. But I would say that generally the market it does is like a lot of people maybe they go into one or they buy like one NFT or two NFTs that they get into it, then they manage to flip it for a lot, then they kind of keep rolling it. I've seen many stories like that. Uh, I saw a kid recently that's 13 years old who sold an NFT for 30,000 US dollars um, with his one buy, <laughs> he, he got lucky. So so there's a lot of stories like that, but I have to say that they, it can be expensive, especially if you are not experienced with it. It can be extremely volatile and uh, you can also make massive losses out. So it's not just about how much money you can make, but also how much money you can- Actually,
0: lose. you know what George, if yeah. governments were afraid of cryptocurrencies before, Mm. how are they feeling about this metaverse, which is which kind of sounds very cowboy in, in some cases. How do mm. governments around the world feel about this?
1: I, I can't answer for them very much, but I would say that a lot of them are still kind of monitoring and trying to understand it. Are because, they trying to regulate it? Um, I don't know. I think different countries have never... I know that the US taxes NFT sales, right? So if you sold digital land for profit, they tax you based on their tax law, right? So some right. countries are doing that. But the tracking is always a bit iffy. Um, it's very difficult to track these kind of games, etc. And also that Ethereum prices fluctuate at the same time. So it's very hard to say how much you make or lose from it. Um, but I think that because it, it is considered a sale of product and service rather than an investment. So if you, you can't actually... not well, you can't, but I think it depends on the government whether or not they're looking at it as a sale of product, which to me, I think it's more of a sale of product. It's just that the... The, the buying and selling demand is so crazy that the prices fluctuate like crazy, but it's still a product. So for example, if I sold you an NFT of an artwork and you get the artwork, that's what it is, right? If if nobody wants it, then that thing drops to zero. Yes, yeah. but if, but it's not actually a, a security. I know a lot of, uh, artists who, because of COVID, they couldn't they couldn't make much money. But when they shifted to selling their artwork on NFTs, it becomes the survival, right? So, on one hand, if they over-regulate, they're going to kill off a revenue stream for, let's say, the artistic market, who's just trying to make ends meet, and that's kind of the only way. I, I actually know quite a lot of artists who have turned over their fortunes in 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 uh, due to the pandemic by actually just selling artwork as NFTs, right? So so if they it's so, I think a lot of regulators are probably like kind of seeing how it develops, right? How it develops, but you can't really apply it because when you buy an NFT, it doesn't promise you returns. It, you can make return, but it's no different than buying artwork or luxury items yeah. where, you know, you buy it, they may go up in price, they may drop in price, but that's based on market demand.
0: Correct. And in art, I mean, like some people buy art just because they like the art, not necessarily because it's like, oh, Da Vinci or whatever it is, right? They just, yeah, yeah, yeah. They just I mean, really, I, really want the piece of art.
1: Like me, I support artists, so I buy them. I, I would never recoup the, the money, but I know that the artists need it and they're, they're good artists, so I, I I contribute to that as well. So, so if they start regulating, it's just gonna make things more complicated for the good that it can do versus the good that, you know, uh the the, the bad like, when it comes to the speculative environment. So I think everyone's playing a wait and see approach right now. We hope that they don't over-regulate as well, because it would kill off maybe a big segment of the artistic community right? They are the ones actually benefiting from it. Now, it has never been easier to get their artwork out to the global market. And, you know, to an American who can, to them, $300 is nothing for a piece of artwork, but to a Malaysian, for example, that's a lot of money. Like you said, that's rent, right? Yeah. Uh, so, so that is that is why I would say that uh, it's it's we don't know, but I think so far, the good news, it seems that most governments are not trying to overregulate it yet. They're just observing. yeah, cause I think
0: develops. one of the reasons why because this is something I read they like they're trying to get ahead of the curve in case some abuse, some crime, some whatever it is that happens so that they can kind of mitigate it, they can kind of control it. They want to make sure it's a safe environment. But there's no way to, we're not, that, that's the whole point of the metaverse. It's the beauty it's of not being controlled. too fast. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it
1: is evolving extremely fast, right? Um, and I think that that's why a lot of people, ca- like, like what you're saying, uh, most people can't even wrap their heads around the metaverse. Half the people ask me, why would anyone buy digital land, right? We're still Some really people can't about-
0: even reload their RFIDs or crying out loud. And then we're talking about metaverse right now.
1: Right, and there's a very large um, uh, barrier of entry in the sense that the the understanding of tech, right? Like uh, to give you a perspective, if you want to buy digital land in metaverse, um, this is what would happen. You need to have a MetaMask wallet. You need to buy some Ethereum from, let's say, uh, one of the decks at Luno. You got to transfer it into your MetaMask. This already scares 99% of people in the market, right? Uh, and after you transfer it to your MetaMask, then you need to join the Discord. You need to figure out which metaverse that you want to take a punt on. Then after that, you need to go to a website, connect your wallet, buy it. And then you don't even know how to see Then you got to go to OpenSea or any of the other marketplaces to actually see your NFT. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That just... It, just hearing that i think you lost me halfway right and that's that's what most people are going to feel I right lost it's, your
2: meta must yeah.
1: <laughs> and i tell you that 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 is a big problem like half the time i will be spending uh, exp- i have to literally walk people through it it's a very very like um that's a very high barrier for in, especially in comes to tech and especially for people who are like with means huh? So the interesting thing, like with crypto, I think I mentioned this before in the last interview, I think, is that a lot of people think that crypto NFTs is a young person's game. But actually the ones who have means to do it is actually people who are most, you know, who have income, you know, and they are the ones trying to get in. So I'm finding myself, you know, when I have friends who are investors or they just want to try it, I'm going to go explain them the whole thing. um, and And, and they are the ones who are also most likely to make mistakes or get scammed because their understanding of technology is very low.
0: How do we get into this metaverse thing? What, what should we be looking for? I don't even know what it is. I mean, that to be looking for, are we going to buy land? Are we going to buy... What should we be checking out in the metaverse first? Okay. You know? Well,
1: um, okay. So because there's so many aspects to it, so I'm just going to list out some things that might make sense, right? Okay. Buying land, of course, because you can buy it, you can flip it, you can rent it out like real land. Right, uh, and so that someone else who doesn't have land can rent it instead of buying it, and they can build their experiences as well. Right. So oh, so you can rent it also. You can rent it out. Yes, you can literally rent it out and make income from that. Uh, there, there's also a growing uh, demand for creators, people who's going to build stuff on the land. Because I may be a landowner, but I can't do any kind of design, game design, or building design. Nothing. Right. I just own the land, and then there's going to be people who are going to be builders. Right. So there's going to be a new um, there's going to be new careers being made out of it because there's, there's this ever there's, we have an extreme shortage of people who can build experiences, right? Snoop Dogg's not building his land himself; he's farming that job out to a, a, a game studio or, or a developer who's going to actually build it. So some people who are getting into the metaverse, they're actually bringing their skill sets. They're not even buying land; they're not investing, but they're bringing their skill set into the metaverse. There are already digital land real estate agents. right in the metaverse right there so they're taking their actual expertise and they're going in there so you just need to think of it it's a real world like the real world you have land if you want to create value for the land you're going to build something on it you need to have builders you need to have an id right it's going to be the same in the metaverse you're going to have someone need to sell it off you know uh, you've got someone who needs to do an, an experience people are doing digital stores to sell merchandise I'm doing that I'm setting up a, 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 a instead of building a real physical store to sell luxury watches I'm building a luxury watch store in the metaverse right that's that's kind of one of my projects I'm doing to sell luxury watches so if someone
0: goes into your store in the metaverse yeah, and likes a particular watch yeah, and then hey and then I'll pay you by Ethereum or whatever it is and then through that in the real world you're going to send it to them and then uh like, okay is that how it works
1: for in 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 one that's one way but in my case they're buying the nft of the watch the nft of the watch which they own the rights of the actual watch but they may not necessarily want to redeem the watch if they don't want to they can just sell off the nft later on so whoever who owns the nft would be the final owner of the watch in question okay
0: yeah right yeah that, that's what anybody- i'm doing
2: but anyone could do that, right? But whether they have a watch or not, how do you know that? All oh, the the serial number yeah.
0: particular that's yeah. an NFT.
1: So the NFT gives you the rights to the particular watch, okay? Which we store it in a vault. That's what I'm doing. So I'm I I, I have, uh, I've bought like different different luxury watches, for example. And anyone who wants to also issue an NFT for their watch can deposit into our vault. And the reason why someone wants to do that is because some people buy watches as an investment luxury watches prices have gone up extremely, right. right? And, but the thing is, it's a real hassle to actually just sometimes take photographs of it, list it and, and trade it. So so what we are thinking that's gonna disrupt the market is actually um, you have the NFT, which represents the rights of the watch. It's now easy for you to trade them because you don't actually need to handle the watches and deliver right. them up. You're just trading the value of the watch, you see? But it's stored in a vault. Of course, we have to do our process to make sure that's authentic. And whoever who owns the NFT, if they want to check the authenticity of the watch, they can log into our site using the NFT. They can log in. They can check the serial number. They can even check with the, with the brands if they want of the authenticity of the watch. So there is some mechanisms in place for them to check.
0: You know what? This conversation can keep going on and on and on because I think we have to revisit this soon again, George, because the metaverse just evolves so quickly, right? But I just really want to quickly t- touch on The background that you have on right now, you said it's sandbox. Right. So, sandbox is another metaverse. (inaudible) But I I hear a lot about sandbox though. Why is that on a whole different level of metaverse?
1: Well, I I think uh, there's a lot of attention to sandbox because um, some of the biggest VCs or PEs have invested into it, which means. Then it's sort of as a game. Yeah, so it, it used to start out as a mobile game, and then they right. were, then they, they they pivoted the business to now focus on building um, uh this 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 metaverse itself, lots right. So and uh, it's 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 getting a lot of attention. I mean, the reason why it got so exciting was SoftBank. Uh, probably one of the world's largest PEs actually mm-hmm. invested into it, right? And then it started to the world started to take it a bit more seriously. But Sandbox, I, I would say uh, I'm, I'm happy to be a part of them. I, I'm also the growth lead for Malaysia. It's because I think that they are an exciting metaverse. They're doing things that others are not. They're able to get very strong partnerships. Uh, the Walking Dead is in, you know, they've got everything from Smurfs to Walking Dead to Snoop Dogg to DJs. All building experiences inside there, making that, and and that's why people are jumping into the sandbox because the strength of the partnerships that they have, the, the the all the different IPs that are coming in, the few hundred IPs that are coming into the sandbox. So when the time that the full game launches, the metaverse launches, you are guaranteed to get a lot of different experiences that you may not necessarily get from other. Uh, metaverses right because one of the key points to note is that besides the whole land thing and all that it's the it's the quality of your experience if you go into a metaverse and there's nothing to do it's not interesting you and your friends are not going to hang out there it's going to be a dead metaverse right so the hmm. content the experience is highly important so we and and everyone is trying to out innovate each other in the metaverse it's actually very hard to create engagement in the metaverse okay it's very hard because when in the online space people have very short attention spans right they'll go in, they expect to be finding interesting or fun or entertaining in a very short amount of time. And that's where I think a lot of metaverses are going to have a challenge. I mean, like it or not, um, although I'm not a big fan, I'm pretty sure that the moment Facebook launches, they would probably get a lot of traction because firstly, they have the users. And secondly, because of the brand, they could probably easily get thousands of different IPs jumping onto their metaverse, building an experience, right? And that's important. It's really the quality of experiences, right? And to, that determines the success of a metaverse. So Sandbox right now, in terms of profile, I would say, although in terms of market cap, they're the second largest metaverse, but I think in terms of content and potential growth, it's the most highest profile. I, I, I would say good metaverses, they are all trillion dollar businesses eventually. Mm. That's that's the potential of it. And Sandbox is probably the highest potential metaverse in the market right now.
0: Before it, Facebook comes in.
1: It's mixed bag. I actually don't know. It's uh it the it. There's not a lot of support in the NFT and crypto space for companies like Facebook because they feel that there would they would be at mercy of a big company. Like people are trying to to decentralize. Right, it they defend, don't want,
0: defeats the purpose. Right, correct. Right? They don't
1: want the Googles or the Amazons or the Facebooks to be controlling their Metaverse experience. They want to have complete user control, and that's what platforms like Sandbox almost have complete control right if you if, because for example nobody can stop you from buying a sandbox land you can go on an open market right now as long as you're willing to pay the price for it you can buy a pot of land and you can build whatever you want except there are certain terms of use like you can't do porn and stuff like that but other than that you can do whatever you want you can, oh do they have things yeah. like that? You have to because if you look at the nature of sandbox the the game, it's likely to introduce a lot of kids to it, right? Because of the design of it, so they have to have, of course, some terms of use.
2: And sandbox also has play to earn, right?
1: Okay, so that's a big topic. But in the case of sandbox, they enable play to earn. They create tools for you to create play to earn uh, games because people go into the sandbox to create games. So you can create a play to earn game on your land if you wanted. They have the tools for you to create a play to earn experience, right? So. Uh, to jump into play to earn, essentially, it's exactly what it means. You play the game to earn money, right? Mm. Uh, it, it got popularized by XC Infinity, um, where you play uh, like a card battler game. And at the end of it, you actually earn cryptos, right? So that's the general gist of it. Um, it's still an evolving concept because the thing here is, is that your token has to have enough market value so that when people earn it, they can sell it for money. So like in the case of Axie Infinity, especially last year, um, there's lots of stories you can read about it. Uh, entire villages in the Philippines converted to just playing Axie Infinity because they were making more money playing the game than they were doing their real jobs. What
0: the heck, really?
1: Yeah, yeah you can read it. It's it's literally a true story, right? Um,
2: but where does the money come from?
1: So here's the thing, um, because it's cryptocurrency, it's literally creating new money, right? It's a new crypto. Right? So Axie Infinity has this token called SLP. You play it. As you play the game, you earn SLP. SLPs are listed on exchanges like Binance. So people sell it for cash. Right, So so, so they exist. But, but in order for SLP to have any market value, they have to create value. So one of the problems that Axie Infinity has been facing after a year plus of this hype right, is that the price of the token keeps going down because they are creating more SLP tokens than people are buying it. There's not enough demand. So the price keeps dropping because the demand inflation, is very, like, right,
0: in it's the
1: inflation, right? right? It's right. aggressive inflation. It dropped like so much. I mean, I, I went into Axie Infinity. I lost about 90% of my capital um, because it, the, they didn't manage the tokenomics very well. And they're still trying to figure it out. It's really not their fault, uh, to be fair, right? It's just that it's uh, it's when you create a token, you have to create value for it. And you must make sure that the demand is higher than the supply, right? In order for the price to go up. But the problem with this is that it's so easy to create new tokens, but not easy to make people want to buy it. So the price keeps going down. It's basic economics. So, but play to earn is centered around that. The, the Everyone's trying to work out a model. I can't say that there's a specific play to earn model that is highly successful right now that you're guaranteed to make money. But they're all trying to do this. You play the game, you earn cryptocurrency. And it's no different than playing a game and earning in-game tokens, right? The only mm-hmm. difference is that when the token is a cryptocurrency or, 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 or uh, it, you can actually sell it and actually get real cash for it. Whereas other games, you get the token, you can spend money to buy the tokens, to play the game better, but you can't sell it later on.
0: So I it's arcades where you actually get those things and then you can just um, yeah. trade in for like a teddy bear or whatever hell. Correct, it is. correct, correct. Right, right.
1: So, so everyone's doing a different incarnation of it. Um, so even for the sandbox, I, they don't say that they're a play to earn game. They, they enable play to earn they have all the tools so i'll give you an example if you play a lot of games like uh pubg or stuff like that you know that they have season passes right so people buy the season pass and they get to earn like cosmetics and stuff for their avatars mm. so uh the sandbox has that capability you can build your own season pass so a game a game company can build a um a, a, a game in the sandbox make a season pass people may pay money to buy it or cryptos to buy it and then they'll they'll earn like different, different NFTs. So maybe they'll earn like a gun or they'll earn an avatar. And then people who earn the gun or the avatar can then sell it on the open market as well, right? From, by earning it and then selling it off. So that's another form. So I, I won't say that's gonna make you a killing, but that is that is one of the, the, the ways as well. I mean, so there I are many if, different ways to do it. Like.
2: Yeah, I mean, I guess if you're gonna spend time playing PS5 or whatever, you might as well just be doing something like a play to earn, right? Yeah, yeah. So,
1: but of course, I, I, I again, I would say that um, it's it's really an evolving concept. Everyone wants to make a successful play to earn. So people are moving to doing like mobile games. You know, they're doing like League of Legends type of games, but it's blockchain enabled. You earn cryptocurrencies instead of the the, the in-game tokens. You use it to buy cosmetics. So everyone's trying to do a variation of it. Um, I've yet to see something that I'm fully convinced is very successful, but. Um, I, I would say that it's eventual because uh, I I have done a lot of talks uh I think with 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 MDEC as well, talking to the game studios and a lot of them are considering it, but you know, it's really about building an economy for your token, right? And and some people do it very successful, like World of Warcraft, they, they did it very successfully, the demand for their their, their 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 even though they don't actually make it into a crypto, but people are like buying it like you're buying cryptocurrency, right? So there's huge demand for it. People are making a a, a, a independent marketplace for that. So people see that in games at World of Warcraft already. So it's the question of how they translate it to the blockchain game space, right? And then that's that's gonna be big. Uh, blockchain games uh, is the next wave. A lot of people don't realize it, but um, even if the market tanks, it's very likely blockchain games is gonna be like the next rally. Um, it's, it's a race to see who makes the next big blockchain game, if you ask me. Yeah.
2: So so just take a step back. Like you said like uh, they're making mobile games and stuff like that, right? But do we need the VR goggles or can we just go online? You can just go online. How we don't we... need the VR. Some do VR, some don't do because VR.
0: Because that's a different kind of experience again, right? Depends yes. on
1: the... Right, right. There, there's been many that's trying to do VR because obviously VR is kind of like everyone thinks it's the future. But again, because not everyone has a VR headset. So now most of them do it like dual compatible. Like it can be VR, but you can also just use a computer and go in. Um, but I think the dream is everyone goes into the whole ready player one thing. So I think even all these metaverse development companies and studios are trying to move to a ready player one. Mm-hmm. You know, but everyone's like just like we are still in that growth stage, right? Uh, and and but it's picking up speed. Like uh, there's going to be a bunch of new VR one metaverses coming up. I'm taking a punt in them as well. Nice. Yeah.
0: All right. So. Look out for that. Blockchain games is the next big thing. George, said it here first. It's already a big thing now. So Thiel and not... I need to get in on this somehow. <laughs> <laughs> right?
2: I'm just, I'm just going to give my money all to George. I, George I know, right? <laughs> uh, uh, man, I I'm, I'm not a manager. This. I don't do stuff <laughs> like that. Uh, <laughs> I but don't you know financial what? financial
0: advice, man. Uh, but Thiel, you should really should get Adam on this. I mean, like, do, do a whole series on this sandbox thing, man. Yeah, like, man. Yeah, yeah. That'd be interesting. But you know what? If you don't mind, because can we just dial back even further and get back to, because I'm pretty sure people are still watching this and they're going, okay, I kind of get it, but I'm still very confused about NFTs, non-fungible, what's a T? Tokens, tokens. Tokens, right? So what's a token? What are NFTs? What is fungible? What is non-fungible? What are NFTs?
1: I, I would like to, 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 to change the, the, the viewpoint. Like most of the time when people think NFTs now, they think art. They think
0: exactly they think art, yeah. right?
1: They think it's selling digital art. But actually, uh, what really constitutes the value of an NFT is that NFTs represent digital ownership. That's key, uh, digital ownership. So look beyond the artwork or the picture or whatever you see of an NFT. Essentially, what it is, is digital ownership. And this ownership thing is a huge thing. You can use it to own anything. So I give you an example, uh, Board 8 Yacht Club, which is the one that Justin Bieber, Jimmy Fallon, Paris Hilton tried to promote on, on their show and all that. Um, they have the picture of the ape. So everybody think, well, why are you spending all that money for a picture that I can just download online? The difference is, is that they they the, the NFTs represents the ownership of it. So you can, you can, you can to put it a different way, you can take a picture of the Mona Lisa, but you don't own it, right? The value is that, you know, the NFTs represent actual ownership. And the, the, the NFTs can also uh, give you access to their community. They are, it's like a membership, right? right. Uh, a lot of people consider the Bored Yard Club NFTs like the Black Card or the VVIP of the NFT world. It's a flex. I can afford to own it. That's currently what, what's, what's really driving, it, if you ask me. It's a bit of a flex, right? And then that, and you become a part of this elite community on the same level as as like people like Jimmy Fallon, right? Or Justin Bieber. So people like that association as well, that we are part of the same community because we bought the same collection of NFTs. That's why they're so expensive, etc. So you gain access to that. You own that membership card. That's what that that can, can be seen as, right? Um, and uh, on the other hand, like in the case of the, the other extreme like mine is we can now tag it to an actual physical asset. Theoretically, you could you could issue an NFT that represents the rights of your house and sell off the NFT equals selling your house off. That could be done as well. So it's really about how you design the NFT in terms of ownership. So when you buy art, you're not buying art NFTs. You're buying the ownership of that artwork. That's what the NFT represents. Right. Right. So that's that's a big thing. And
0: uh and it's it's not new tech to be very. I'll just about to get to that. Is it like because yeah. it seems like the hype now. Yeah. But has it always been around? It's
1: been around for a while. I think one of the first ones were CryptoKitties, right? Where you could get an NFT or a cat. Um, uh, and then, of course, CryptoPunks was one of the earliest ones. That's why it's it's considered like the OG of, of NFTs. It's not because the 8 bit is particularly nice in terms of a design. I mean, I, I have no feeling for CryptoPunks as an artwork, but. It's because of its stature as one of the first NFTs that was made like years back. And it took years before it actually reached its current price of like, what, average price of half a million dollars. Um, but it, it took years for that, right? And then it just had that wave. I would say that it started with um, uh, that $63, 63? $69 million purchase of Beeple, $5,000 day. That's what, that to me was a big catalyst, right? And that really drew a lot of attention to something that have existed for a while. Actually, if you look, if you, if you dial it back, right, initially, NFTs or, or non-fungible tokens was really considered for, for more tangible use cases. Like I told you, like, like for example, land titles. You could issue an NFT which, has, uh, which is tied to the land title of a property. And you can then immediately do a property transaction in let's say five minutes, for example, and can verify ownership immediately. It would, it's, it's one of those ways to authenticate ownership of properties. Why? Because some countries have an issue of people illegally selling off properties they don't own, right? There's this, okay. this land dispute, right? So this is very like, like, like it requires political will or governmental action to, to, to implement NFTs, for example, as a way to, to, to represent ownership of land or a house. So it's very dry. So years back, nobody gave a shit, right? Sorry to say, <laughs> because it was just very dry. It was hard for the general consumer to understand. But the moment people started selling artwork, with NFTs and it's all, you know, or, or like, uh, Ningui, uh, you know, I, I don't really know what his NFT does. I guess it represents his music. Right. And it's digital assets, right. It became easier, right. For people to, to accept and understand it's right, the understanding. Right. Like it became easier. Like, Oh, I'm buying art or I'm buying, I'm buying a membership or I'm buying this, this, this picture, etc. So it becomes the more like a product that people can easily buy. So that, that really drove it up and, of course with that artwork sale of people every day that, that really drove a lot of attention to it so that was really the catalyst so it's more of like well, the tech was there but then suddenly the it became the most easiest thing for the average consumer to be a part of cryptos in a way they understand because i can tell you a lot of people actually understand nfts better than they understand cryptocurrency like a lot of people still can't wrap their head around how bitcoin works but they can buy an artwork as an NFT, that doesn't seem very scary. Or the process might be difficult, but the acceptance is, is really high. So nothing has driven more people into this blockchain space than NFTs because it's easier to understand for the and average. They,
2: uh, and, and is it easy for someone to load this? Of course, I remember that guy from Indonesia that, that sold his selfies for like everyday, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that so guy.
2: How, so is it easy for anyone just to load anything? Actually, if you're just doing images
1: and artwork, it's very easy. It's it's such a developed market right now that you, you don't even need any coding experience. You can go to a marketplace or platforms, it's WhizWig, you drag and drop, click, issue an NFT. It really is even easier than issuing a cryptocurrency, right? It's so easy. So anyone can do it. A lot of artists are doing it because they don't need any technology to upload their artwork on on, on an open like OpenC uh, and, and sell it. The barrier to, to, to it is actually very low. The only challenge is they need to learn to accept cryptocurrencies and convert it into cash. But that's something that they can learn. But to create an NFT is actually easier than withdrawing the money. It's very easy. You, you could do it tonight if you just tried it. You can issue an NFT just for the hell of it. I've got friends who just do it just for fun. It doesn't sell, obviously, but you've created it and and, and, and anyone can do it. And that's why the barrier is very low. Like It's hard. For maybe someone to buy, but it's exceptionally easy for you to create.
0: So does it work because in my head, because for me, my voice is my is my thing, right? So I'm just thinking about the guy that said, emotional damage, let's just say that piece of audio that it's him saying it, right? That can also be an NFT. And because he's the one that, that said it, he's the one that yeah. owns it, right? Yeah,
1: you can. I mean, uh, there are there are interesting projects that takes it to the next level. Do you know like like music clips? Like you're in production, obviously you understand. Yeah. Like, you know, there are drum beats or there's a guitar riff. There are, there are samples that you buy for music, right? right and right. you actually create NFTs with individual samples and the design and you're buying the sample and you can use it literally as an NFT. As how well. does
0: that... How, okay, so in that case, how does NFTs work with royalties? So let's say... I'm an artist, I've already uh, created this particular beat or whatever this song, and I'm under a label, the label owns the royalty to that. Do they automatically own the NFT to that as well? Or do they still need to upload that uh, song So, so or whatever?
1: That's, that's actually uh, uh, wrongfully uh, uploading content that is copyrighted is a huge issue in the NFT, right? right? So like your label, you don't own that particular sample, but it's from the studio, for example, but then you upload it as your own there are a lot of measures that 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 uh, platforms will then take it down so that it stops you from the sale of it so that they do exist uh, it is a problem in the market uh, but if you're doing it legitimately it's actually kind of fine so so but yeah that's that's i guess an existing problem but so, platforms are actively looking to take this down if you don't right. own the copyright of what you're selling
2: okay. okay you're saying okay so this is a, this the point of all these things is decentralization right yeah a, a lot of it But they are regulations. the regulators.
1: But they fall under like IP laws. So that's different. Those are existing laws, right? So, and okay, so this is going to be perhaps interesting for you to to, to do some reading on. Um, There's a project called, you know about CryptoPunks, right? It's obviously the most expensive one, Visa bought one. So it's a big deal, right? And then there's a project called CryptoFunks, right? Instead of Punk is P-H-U-N-K-S. And the only difference is, is that they mirrored the image. It's the same thing. They copied it, they created a new NFT, but they flipped it, right? And that gets taken down. That means the obviously like uh, uh, all the platforms get, uh, they will take it down because there's no, you, it's literally theft, you're literally mirroring it. But but you can't stop them from actually trading it. So what these guys do is that they built their own marketplace and it still gets traded because you can't stop them because it's decentralized, they own the NFT. So this is one of those issues in the market right now um, where people can, rip you off, they can, uh, they can, they can actually um, um, make money from it. And that's, in a way, very little ways to stop them. This is an extreme case, right? This, so, this is
2: a new, this is a new HDBD seller. La.
1: Yes. <laughs> yeah, purple you,
0: disc, you, gold disc, yeah.
1: You are, well, and they flipped it too. So, yes, but, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I mean, it's, it's that, right? And then there are, and then there's, there's this argument, like, if you, if you follow my, 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 my Twitter and my profile, I actually buy, Derivatives, right? Derivatives is a very uh, because see when you buy like an ape, right? The the NFT, in theory, you own the rights or the licenses to that ape, and it allows you to create derivatives. So there are actually new NFT projects that are derivatives of that. Um and um and some people hate them, some people love them. I've bought derivatives which is based on and we call an expansion. So like the original project has ten thousand designs, they make another ten thousand designs based on a similar design, but it's just different um, different uh, mix of the design, right? So actually, it's not a duplicate. But they get criticized as well because they said, you didn't actually do the original artwork. You're just mixing it up. and But you're taking the original right, artwork right, mixing right. It up and selling it as your own and the originals don't get it. So it, there's so many different IP... Uh, debates that you can have in the NFT space right now, whether or not derivatives are considered legal, whether or not they should be accepted. So I I mean, I buy them, I get interested in them so I can study them as well and uh, and get involved in the communities see how they're doing. Um, I support some because I also think that they are right, you know, but it's debated, you know, right now it's debated. Like this whole IP thing is a big deal. But of course, there's still some clear cut IP laws. Like if someone were to steal JD's picture and voice and then made an NFT out of it and sold it, he can obviously make claims against them because he's used it without your permission. Mm -hmm. So those those standard IP laws apply. It's when it comes to things like derivatives and stuff, that's when it gets very questionable. And in the case of crypto uh, funds where it's a flip, Complete flip, it's just the same thing. They just, they just flipped it, right? Uh, and they make their own marketplace and sell it. People are buying it. Um, where does that lie? I think that's that's something that's very interesting. I'm actually seeing how the IP guys are gonna <laughs> to tackle this problem, right? And who owns the actual rights, all right? Does the NFT holder, the individual guy get to sue them or does it have to be the creators of it or the artists? It's, it's really being debated on. I would say it's a huge thing, right?
0: Right. So if I wanna start getting into this NFT thing, and what is the first step to doing it?
1: Um. Well, I think you first probably want to 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 figure out what's your game plan. Uh. Let's let's use an actual example, right? Um. A Steve Aoki, you know the yeah, DJ, yeah, yeah. He did his Aoki verse thing, right? So um, which I bought one, right? So literally. What have by- you not bought? <laughs> you got. How would you spend a month, man? I'm not going to answer that question. <laughs> 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 but, but then, you know, I'm not a person who just talks, right? You know, amazingly, in this industry, right, there's a lot of experts who have never bought an NFT. Right. right. I'm literally buying NFTs when I'm talking to people sometimes. So I'm having a meeting, Uh, one second, I'm concluding a sale. Okay, let's continue, right? So, um, but okay, let me come back to Steve Aoki. So Steve Aoki came out with his Verse thing, right? And... Um, By And it's an Aokiverse passport. The NFT is a so-called passport, right? And then uh, by having that, you actually get access to his uh, concerts, you get access to content, you might get access to merchandise. In fact, the highest tier of his passport gets you a WhatsApp chat with him directly. Like you can have a group, which is only you and him. So he's even selling access to himself. So his passport is access, right? You're selling access. So that's what a lot of, I would say celebrities do. Another person that you can look at which is a celebrity that I think doing pretty well is actually Paris Hilton. Now for whatever people's image about her public image, she's actually Very a big, smart savvy entrepreneur, right? right? Yeah. Savvy entrepreneur. And she's just monetizing. She's just creating kind of artwork, creating kind of value. And then she sells NFTs, right? She, she does her own Paris Hilton NFT. So it's a way for, personalities to monetize their influence and you can do it in the form of digital merchandise or special access to groups so that your fans can get in touch with you. So it, they have to, a, a, a personality has to decide on what that value is. So you're gonna see people like do uh, Irene Dao uh Puyi Dao I think that's a priest Malaysian she's she's also doing a Dao I don't know what it does. I didn't look into it but I know it, it's happening right and 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 you give people a certain kind of value so the the personality has to give them a kind of value so what value is that right uh some people sell their 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 what's that called their their, art, their, their music for example um jay chao is using it um with his label so what my whatsapp profile is a fantabe which is actually his it's done with his fashion label i guess i don't really know the exact details and um, and uh, they, they use it as a collective membership for people and they get first dips into merch, etc. So it's really, and in and, and concert tickets, blah, blah, blah. So you have to figure that out and then you can design it. It's quite open-ended. The reason why it's hard for people to understand is because it's really up to you what you want to give and how you design it and whether or not people will pay you for it. If you're famous enough of a, of a celebrity actually people don't even care. They just buy it because it's yours, right? Uh, to me, that's why people bought Nimwi. That's why people bought the J. Chao Fanta Bear. That's why a lot of people bought this, like Edison recently had an NFT sale, right? Um, It's because it's him and they just want something that's him. If you're big enough, if you're not that big of an artist, then you got to be more tactical, right? You got to be more tactical. Like what do you want to do? Is it for merch? Are you selling t-shirts, et cetera? What what do you want to achieve? And then you got to figure out a new model. And this is a question I get almost every day now. Like people like, I want to get into this NFTs. Then I'll be like, okay what do you wanna achieve? Are you just trying to raise money for your business or it's just a cash grab? If it's a cash grab, then you gotta be really famous. You gotta be like Jay Chow famous. Jay Chow can do cash grab and nobody will care. He'll just issue an NFT. What does it do? Absolutely nothing. People will buy it, right? Because it's him. But only if you're at that level, right? I'm not saying he is, by the way. I think Phantom Bear has, has, has more utility than that. But I'm just saying that if you really wanna be a cash grab, you gotta have that level of fame because people don't care. They just wanna own anything that is created by you. You have that kind of fan base. If you don't have that kind of fan base, they are going to figure out more value. And one of the things that's challenging is that NFTs is global. If you're a local personality, it's, it's not easy for you to, to, to get a, a sellout success. It's actually very hard to sell out your NFTs. A lot of people think, it, Gozali is like an exception, right? And he sold it for very little. Everybody thinks he made a million bucks. He didn't because he sold it for like a few dollars and then, uh, and it's just selfies of himself, right? But for him, it's a lot of money, surely. But, and, and, and that's like a fad. It's like people are buying Gozali every day because other people are buying it. And someone was saying this is really cool and they bought it, but it doesn't do anything, right? The NFT, right? So there's also an element of luck. Like he got famous, right? Because there's not that many Indonesian NFT projects out there. And there are other people like I know in Malaysia, like Agent, um, Hikari Adventure, right, done by entrepreneurs in Malaysia, and they spend a lot of time and effort to get it to sell out. It's not easy, and they have to sell it global. You have to have a global mind. Like, I see a lot of people, they just think, I want to sell to Malaysians. Malaysia is not big enough of a market. You got to sell it globally. You got to think global. If your thing has a global value, you're willing to market all the way to the US, you can then do a good NFT project, right? But
2: where where is the site that you go to? Like, like,
1: on a basic level, the the biggest marketplace uh, that can do NFT issuance is OpenSea. So that's what a lot of people use a lot of artists right. use to go to OpenSea. They click create, and then they'll come out with a page. You can put in the name, da 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 da, da and then you can upload an image, and then or and then you're good to go. You can that's the most basic level. If you're doing a massive project, then you're going to need developers, etc. Like, right? Yeah, as well. So so there there are many ways to go about it.
0: So th- uh. For DL and me, it's open sea <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: like I mean, I, I would recommend that you just do it just for the hell of it. Like let's say you have, you have some content that you feel like you want to try to sell it and in in the in, uh, in the and you know content right? It's the the thing is, but content is like you can put up anything. You could even do a whole series about famous people that you shook hands with and you want to sell the photos of it. You also can. Like that's really you cannot imagine the kind of stuff that goes on OpenSea. Just sometimes you go through and you, 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 you will boggle your mind, what people put up, right? Sometimes for sale.
2: But then how will people find your, what you sell, right? Yeah.
1: So that's where marketing comes in, right? That's why people do a lot of marketing on discord. They do a lot of marketing on Twitter. Some people do digital ads, um, you know, to, to, to see your collection, then they go and buy it. Um, that's something that you need to do marketing for. Right. Um, and depends on and sometimes it's just luck. Really it's like Gozali every day, pure luck. I mean, I yeah, would never it, buy it. it
0: wasn't his like just it's a selfie. Yeah. Multiple selfies, selfies, but yeah, it's yeah. right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's it's just luck. Sometimes it's just luck, you know? A lot of stories you hear where things sell out crazy, right? It's honestly it's just luck, or people like to be supportive. Like anything that's done by a young kid, twelve year old kid, fourteen year old kid. Right. May not do anything, but because people want to support a young person, it's not very expensive. It sells out. as long as that news gets up and there's a lot of stories, yeah, I have no idea how many people sell like what well, young kid launch an NFT with that sells out very common story because people just want to support a kid because it's global, right? If you don't, if they don't limit themselves to, to just their own country, even a very simple idea, as long as you can connect with people on the internet, it sells. Right, and it's it's that market right
0: now, it's still very, very, very trading cards. Sorry, sorry, I, I just downloaded OpenSea, so that, <laughs> right, yeah. right, I'm just checking it out right now. So, Domain names, music, virtual, so let's world say, let's cards. say something
2: like, um, uh, let's say, let's say, okay, there's a huge franchise like Smurf, right? Yeah, and then I create artwork with Smurf. Yeah, how's that with IP? Well, like, Smurf. Let's, say, let's say I create like Star Wars, Star Wars stuff, like, but I draw it myself. You get what I mean? Like, I draw my version yeah. of an Ewok or Chewbacca.
1: Yeah. Um, that highly depends on the companies. Some companies actually are fine with you doing artwork, which is like your own, like you didn't copy and paste, like it's a homage to to, to let's say Star Wars. You you, you like, uh, there are many projects that literally have um, artists who draws uh, Hollywood actors, and then they, they sell it as an NFT. I mean, I've seen plenty of that. That highly depends on the companies, whether they want to take action. Because some companies are quite open to it, they don't mind that you're doing like uh, homage artworks and selling them. Some would sue you, like um, uh, Hermes sued the guys who did Meta Birkin because they used the word Birkin and they didn't like that.
0: Right, Nike, right, right.
1: Nike sued another company because they were doing something like what I was doing. They were putting shoes into a vault, but they're doing it a bit differently. Uh, they 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 kind of made it feel like misrepresenting, like there's a partnership when there's no partnership right, with Nike, right, so they can right. suit them, you know, that kind of thing. So it depends on the brand. Um, like nobody, uh, I think, I think, I think someone did a cease and desist on a, this. I don't know. I, I'm not sure about this, but there's also a project that just does a whole much. The entire collection is about variations of stormtroopers, Right. Uh, from the Star Wars franchise, they, it, just but it's and it's called Eve. Eve troopers. I think I I I don't know. I and I don't know whether they got a cease and desist, but it is an issue, right? There are ripoffs. Uh, there are homages, and it depends on whether or not like guys like Disney wants take action or not, right? But they're everywhere. They're actually online. You go to Deviant Art. People are doing it. They're actually doing. They are. You know how? What do you say to an artist who is doing um uh commissions, right? You commission them to draw a picture of Deadpool naked beside you. I've heard crazier things and people do that. So do you, do you take action against the artist for doing selling that? So that highly depends on the companies, right? But they, they exist. Like, like they're literally everywhere. They do exist. And then some people just, and that's why a lot of people are anonymous. They, they remain anonymous because they may want to sell this kind of maybe sensitive IP uh, content. Uh, but and they don't want to get caught, so some people do do that. I, I personally don't like investing into or buying any NFTs that is being sold by anonymous founders, uh, because it's it's a it's to me there's no liability right, and if you're especially if you're dealing with IP, right? So and and the holders fails uh, uh loses money. So imagine if let's say Star Wars wanted to take action against these guys who did the Star Wars IP thing, right? Everyone who bought would suddenly be holding useless NFTs. And the guys who who were who, who made it are anonymous. They took the money and they ran. Now, I'm not saying this project they did. I'm just giving an example, right? And then the biggest losers are the people who bought the NFTs, right? Because they, they didn't know and it, it looked cool, right? So a lot of rugs occur. Um, IPC's and this does occur. But again, it depends whether the companies, are, 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 they want to take action on it. Or...
0: Now, another thing, Thiel, can you imagine if you, you drew, not just stormtroopers, right, but bare bricks, Storm oh, yeah right? like there is like two different companies who might come after you for that also, right? Just fabric
1: clones on 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 NFT spaces. I think there are like three different projects, right? It's literally you know it's fabric, it's fabric iconic in 3D, but they're doing their own little designs for it and they're selling it under another name and they exist. I don't know whether the fabric company is taking action against them, but they do exist. There's a lot, a lot, a lot of that in the NFT space. Yeah. Oh
0: God, I just I'm just checking out this list that TL sent me. The top ten most expensive NFTs. Ah, well. The Merge, ninety one point eight million dollars. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm I'm looking at this and I'm like, that's a heck of a lot of money for a digital certificate. Basically, you you own the rights to that, right? In this case. Yep. Is this like, this is just like the tip of the iceberg. Do you see this? Like it's going to get even bigger than that?
1: Um, I think it's, okay. The, the, the thing I'm very bullish about NFTs and metaverse, despite there are, there are challenges, right? But I'm extremely bullish because it hasn't even reached that point of adoption yet. Like cryptos, like, you know, we talk about the S-curve, right? Uh, the amount, the, the length of time it takes to get 10% market adoption it's the same amount of time it takes to get 90% market adoption. That's that's, mm-hmm. that's the thing. So, cryptocurrencies is reaching that apex point. So, assuming that 2009, it probably took about 10, 15 years, for example, for it to get 10%, it's going to take another 10, 15% where 90% of the people use cryptos. NFTs haven't even reached that point yet. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. So, there's, there's there's so much more adoption potential for NFTs. And NFTs technically have way more use cases than cryptocurrencies because cryptocurrencies essentially it's still just trading and, and for payments. But NFTs, it's it's like every NFT is like a startup, right? They, they can create, uh, it's up to their own imagination of what they want to do. Uh, some people are using it for charity. Some people are, are, are just trying to sell artwork. Other people are making games out of it. Everything is based around NFTs. Even metaverses wouldn't be as big as they are if it wasn't for the rise of NFTs, right? And NFTs really just created that boom. Like now, oh, people see money in metaverses because now I can make an NFT on the land, I can make an NFT on the buildings, I can make NFTs on the items, I can make NFTs on the avatars and sell them. And that's why metaverses are booming, right? Digital land won't be sellable if it wasn't in the form of an NFT, right? And tradable. So that's where it is. So NFTs is so wide, you can, you can do anything. And it, it, it's every day I see a new business model like, oh, I'll be like, I didn't think of that. <laughs> it's like and 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 it's that's where it's exciting there's so much room for, for for nfts to grow we haven't touched the potential yet seriously and you're seeing crazy money now it's also because it's a bit like the ico early days in 2017 16
0: time. Mm-hmm, right right
1: that's that that gold rush thing i think it will normalize and then people focus on real value for nfts um, but we are in that gold rush period right now so it's extremely speculative you can make massive wealth right now if you if, if you if you buy it right. I mean, right. I have seen people become millionaires. Even Malaysians, they were just lucky. They bought the same thing more than me. They took a punt, right, on the same stuff, but they bought like five or 10 of them. That five or 10 is already more than a million bucks worth. You know, that kind of thing. You will see a lot of new rich, exactly like how ICOs created a lot of new rich. NFT is, is, is in that stage right now before it comes to a bit more um, logical level. Okay, so if you have the uh, risk appetite to challenge it, you might be able to make money, but I can tell you, you can also lose your pants. Uh. Right, <laughs> yeah. right. Yeah, you can, you can. You can literally lose your...
2: Again, you mean you, lose... mean you can lose... You're sorry, you mean you can lose whatever you put in, not lose more than whatever you put in,
1: right? Yeah, yeah, you, you, because you're, you're buying, you're not yeah. averaging, so you only lose what you put in. So, so that's why a lot of people say you're going to NFTs, only spend what you can afford, you know, that won't hurt you because the literally going to zero It's really there because you can buy an NFT that nobody wants to buy, yeah. right? Like,
0: because be- it's again, it's the hype, like even here, I mean, like, hey, buy this property in It's it will come up in price. And then Correct. eventually nothing happens. It's it's right. exactly like that, right? Yeah, it's the same,
1: right? I could buy an artwork, it will never resell, right? Yeah. It, to me, the value goes to zero, but I buy it because I want to support the artist. But you know, you're going knowing that you're doing that, right? So yeah. there's a lot of that. Um, but of course, if you can sell it for a profit, you're very happy. Uh, so you don't know. And that's the, 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 the thing that you're going to do with every single NFT. I, I spend a lot of time researching NFTs. I look at hype. I look at the value of the, the the NFT, I look at the community, I look at so many different aspects before I even think about buying. And sometimes I still lose money. I still do. I'm. I, that's I, the
0: name of the game though, right? I mean, it like is. Of the game. Yeah, yeah. It's, the, it's
1: just that the one thing that you hit makes money, maybe go 10X or 100X, covers your losses, right? Yeah, so, so it's that market right now.
0: Right. Okay, George, before you go, before we let you go, because we want to talk to you about like TL and I, like, I can see in his eyes already, like, what can we NFT that can make us some money <laughs> right now? I, I can look at it. I'm like, because you can, you know can me I too NFT well, this <laughs> show, can I NFT the, the logo? I, I saw his face, in already. you know, you so, know me too well, man. <laughs> for average Joe, for TL, for me, uh, maybe one final word before you go on metaverse. NFT sandbox, should we get into it? Is it like, again, I, I told you just now, right? There are people still struggling to figure out how to scan their QR code for, uh, with their MySathtra and also reloading their RFID tags. What would you say to these people about, I think I want to get into the metaverse and buy NFTs.
1: Well, I, I would say that um, I highly encourage people to at least attempt to buy an NFT in the metaverse or whatever or within their comfort level. And the reason why it's like that, because you would learn a lot throughout the process. You get exposed to something that you think is insane. A lot of people think I am insane. I've given up trying to correct them, but you know, and but it is something that would actually change the fabric of how we do certain online businesses, right? You're talking about decentralization, you're talking about web 3.0, the more enterprise level stuff. Um, and if you don't even know how to buy an NFT, you don't know how the world's gonna change in the future. There's so many things, people are talking about innovating online retail in metaverses, just a basic thing like that. Instead of going e-commerce, you're going into an online shopping mall physically with an avatar running around and having that experience online. Would it work? Would it not work? That whole journey, everyone is in the experimental stage right now. If you don't even try to get in, you're definitely going to miss out, not in terms of money, okay? I I would say that go in expecting maybe you might lose money. It's fine, right? But that knowledge that you learn to see that whole new wave of how people experience the digital space. I think that's the biggest struggle, right? A lot of people cannot wrap their heads around intangible items having such high value. My digital land, for example, one of them went up to about, I think, 30,000 US dollars, right? okay i was lucky okay but that depends if i can sell it for thirty thousand us dollars okay but that's right, a different right. thing but oh, all
0: the value is The value right the market right. value
1: but whether or not somebody buys it it's, it's right, a question but right. that's like the floor price right i mean you're lucky you get one like that i have like one okay i'm not i'm not i've not become a millionaire from it but you know you're lucky you get one it covers your losses but you know and 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 people can't get it i mean i i still argue with people after i explain to to them about the Roblox example, right? They still they still can't accept it because that's that's the challenge, right? And if we if, if we keep confined to that, like we think ah yeah digital land got no value, we keep thinking like that, right? Whereas people are building their wealth, they're building a whole new business ecosystem. You're seeing what what are companies like Facebook, Google, Amazon, every single one of them are looking at metaverses now. What do they see that you don't right? I and mean, if people don't participate, they're gonna miss out because the big giants, VCs, PEs, uh, tech companies, they're all at some stage of form experimenting, even financial institutions. I think one bank recently created a premium lounge in the metaverse. I'm not going to meet any financial advisor on the metaverse, right? But they made it because they're all experimenting because they see something we don't. So when everyone has this barrier, they keep saying NFTs is a scam or whatever crap that I hear all the time, right? But they they seem to forget that every major giant corporation, Nike, Adidas, Puma, they're all experimenting, they're all going in, right? So they see something that we don't. So really, just even just try to buy something within your means. In fact, the most amazing thing is you can even get free NFTs. You can, you know, the the one I told you about that that land that is about 30,000 US dollars, Yeah, yeah. that land was free. It was a free mint you didn't if as long as you were in the whitelist i i didn't manage to get into the whitelist right i bought it right after it was free minted people were selling it for 300 dollars i was like i don't know but it's it's like so hype so i just bought it right 4 months later it went from from 300 dollars to 30,000 dollars you know i took a punt right but it's free what i'm trying to say is that if you're worried look for a free nft Right, they right. This, right. But just get involved. Just get involved. You know, and just just understand it a little bit better. See, see how this new market is like. That's really what I would say. Don't want to spend money, right? Go and find free NFT. They exist. I've given up NFTs to friends, right? They are free NFTs. I'm like, hey man, it's free. Can I you be like your it? friend? <laughs> I mean, if you guys want, I can give you a free NFT. Sure, that, because they exist, right? And they and there are free NFTs out there. So just just try it. You know, just yeah. try it.
0: And I think the first step. Uh, you can do it for yourself it's just download OpenSea and just play around with it That's so Let's much- just, just
2: browse the catalogs right? yeah,
0: yeah browse the not, catalogs man. yeah okay ready so, player one
2: so with the metaverse right? do you think at the end soon enough like real life is not gonna be there anymore everyone's just everyone's jacked
0: in right
2: <laughs> in um,
1: I'm gonna say what I said and another thing uh, if one day we get jacked in I would be the one to jack in like, I'm totally for it. I mean, I'm in. <laughs> I'm, I'm in. Like, uh, if, if you say, I want to upload my consciousness to the digital space, I probably do it, right? It's a, it's a philosophical question. Would it replace everyday life? I don't think so. In a way, we still want human interaction. But if you're an Asimov fan, over centuries, you would lose touch of your humanity. It is a debate. But... I, I know where what camp I, I stand in. I'm going to jack in. I'm going to go into the matrix, right? If you can jack me in into the matrix, I probably would do that. So, you know,
0: that that depends so on... So the big the- question is red pill or blue pill? <laughs> All, right. <laughs> All right. George, thank you so much, man. Uh, always a uh, chat with you uh, opens up our minds and also our pockets in some cases, right? So TL and I looks like we're going to be Again, spending some money just open because c. you told us to, oh my God, <laughs> open c right, download it. that's great, George, thanks so much, man.
2: See ya.